0: All right, so welcome to episode two, all about neurotoxins, the battle of the toxes, with Dr. Ashley Roby. Yeah,
1: this is Nipton Tox. I'm Ashley Roby. I'm a quadruple board certified plastic surgeon. So I'm certified in plastic surgery, facial plastic surgery, otolaryngology or anti and regenerative anti-aging medicine. And Katie.
0: I am a permanent makeup artist and a CPCP. And we are talking about Botox. So, Ashley, I mean, everyone's had it, right? I
1: I think most, a lot of people have had it. But then there's quite a few people that have not. The question is, if you haven't, and if you're of a certain age, more of like, why?
0: Yes. Actually, I have some mom friends. Yeah. Who have not had it. Weird. And they, exactly. Like our age. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. To get more wrinkled? Yeah. And actually, one... A uh, friend told me, she was like, my husband told me not to get it because I'm going to get addicted. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it is addictive. I mean, in
1: the sense that you're addicted to, like, looking nice and looking I mean, young and being look? healthy. Exactly. And, who... like, brushing your teeth. I'm addicted to clean teeth without cavities. Yeah, I'm
0: addicted to showering. Right. Like, Botox I, I mean, is, sure. Botox is, like, breathing. Well, it's I mean... It's necessary.
1: That's a bit hyperbolic, <laughs> but it's nice.
0: It's necessary. I mean, if if you're 35 you need to start getting Botox. If you watched Full House, you need Botox. (laughs) Yes. Or TGIF.
1: Yes, for sure. And the thing is, people do it in their 20s. Not as much. Some in the wrinkles, like, oh, I'm just doing it preventatively, but I'll have some patients even doing it for that, that lip flip look. Oh, yeah. Well, let's start from the beginning. Right. Okay. Right. I feel like we're getting kind of carried okay. away.
0: Sorry. Well, you start from the
1: beginning. I know. But I mean, it, for some people, they know, they recognize the brand name Botox. Yes. Right.
0: I feel like Botox is like Kleenex at this point. Yeah.
1: You're it's even like Kleenex say, versus puffs.
0: Well, or people say, <laughs> hey, I'm going to go get Botox. I'm going
1: to go get facial tissue. Like a be exactly. a facial tissue. Which people aren't saying that. Right. It's like, hey, I yeah. want to drink a Coke. Right. But you're talking so, about soda. So, yeah. So, Botox is a botulinum toxin and it was certainly the first to market, especially, you know, in the, in the cosmetic realm. Right. So, it definitely has the brand recognition. But there are other botulinum toxins. Um, there's uh, Dysport. There is Xeomin. There's Juvo. And there's a botulinum toxin type B, which is myoblock. Which I don't have a lot of experience with, but what do
0: you carry at your office?
1: So I have done. We mostly do Botox, and I think it's because of what patients usually ask for, right? Um, but we also do disport. I've tried ZM I haven't jumped into Juvo, but my uh, esthetician has has worked with it, and so we have experience with all the, all the at least the type A neurotoxys. botulinum toxins, yeah.
0: So I think my thing is I've tried Botox and I've tried Dysport, mm-hmm. and for me, Botox works much better. Dysport, and you're the doctor, so you're <laughs> gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm the layman here. um Dysport, you know, from what I'm told, is acts quicker, right? But they, is it more relaxed?
1: They all have their claim to, you know, priority, right? right. They each say that oh we have things that make us better than our competitors. And I think, um, yeah, in general, I feel like some of those are fairly subtle. Yeah, like this, poor, oh, it's you can notice it at day four or five versus day six, seven. Right. Uh, that, I also
0: feel like it wore off faster.
1: I, I guess I, I don't notice that specifically for myself, but I think people can be different.
0: Yeah, because Botox for me lasts like four months. Oh, you're lucky. But the disport was like two months. I get
1: like a straight 89 days. Like, like I can just tell. And you just know. I'm like, oh, it must have been three months. <laughs> but uh... you can
0: also look in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm going to do my do some more Botox today to myself. Yeah. I and the, le- the regular person has to make an appointment.
1: Yeah. You know, but we, uh, we have appointments that are, you know, I have a lot of providers at my office. So it's, so it's easy. easy. It's, it's easy to get an appointment. Yeah, it's easy to pretty. Get get an appointment, and it's a kind of an in and out thing.
0: So tell me about okay. So Disport, I've heard obviously, like I said, is you know doesn't last as long. What about Juvo and Zeamin? I have never used those, mm-hmm. but you hear them a lot, and you I kind of feel like people are trying to push those more because are they cheaper?
1: They probably yeah. they might be a little bit more cost effective. Um, so I, the appeal for Zeamin is is that. It doesn't have some of the accessory proteins Mm -hmm. that um, the other botulinum toxins have. And so when you're thinking about things like antibody formation, and by that I mean if you develop antibodies against your Botox, your botulinum toxin, it may not, not work work well. yeah, it may not work as long, or may not work as well. So no one really wants that. You don't want to get your treatment and be like, oh, it only lasted a month, or it didn't right. work at all.
0: You build up resistance.
1: Well, it, you can develop antibodies. So okay. um the idea behind ZMn is that it doesn't have some of those accessory, doesn't have those accessory proteins. So perhaps um without that, you have less things that your body may build antibodies against. You still have the core neurotoxin
0: that it may develop antibodies against, but not the accessory proteins. Okay. So now what about Juvo? Now are these all made by different brand, different yeah. companies? Yeah. I mean
1: the same company isn't going to make
0: right. Like why would they com- do another one?
1: Competitors against themselves. Yeah, they are they're all um they're all different companies. I know there's some other I had to look it up some other I, some other botulinum toxin that I think is may be coming out soon. Daxi botulinum toxin. Mm. I, I don't know what it the brand name would be, but supposedly it has a uh, mean duration of effect for 25 weeks which is wow which is longer than the competitors and it doesn't have the accessory protein so that could be that could be cool
0: i would be scared of that though that <laughs> if you didn't go to a experienced injector sure what if they screw up and then you're stuck for 25 weeks looking crazy because is it reversible um sure all botulinum toxins
1: are reversible with time
0: <laughs> no but there's no yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no like oh,
1: and in, inject this in it. Right. Yeah. It's not
0: like filler you can dissolve. At least most fillers. Well, yeah,
1: the HA fillers you can dissolve. But yeah, you're right. right. The thing with the um, so I yeah, you know, the the concern that I think most people are worried about is kind of the classic eye droop, right? The eyelid. Or, droop. I don't know if you ever
0: had that? The I've had the crazy eye. It's oh, well, that's too high. that's too much of a. Lift. That's that's fixable. You could. Uh, yeah, you, so you just, just do the opposite muscle. Right. You're just gonna. So oh if, man, I would, what, wish what I had so What Katie's talking about
1: long. is like. <laughs> the kind of like the overly peaked spock or exactly. joker eyebrow where yes. it's just really pointy um you can get that i actually gave that to my husband once inadvertently he didn't like it and um yeah you just you just treat it by putting some botox in that frontalis muscle the muscle above it yeah the, the one that's doing so the opposite a little bit yeah okay the muscle that elevates it so you make it so it can elevate it so it's, it's more depressed okay yeah so yeah. that you can fix um, if you get a drippy eyelid, meaning like one eyelids kind of half mast, right. that's a bummer. I have to say, um, that's pretty rare, especially I feel like I don't, I almost never see it in my office. And I think maybe it's because of our technique and perhaps our, the way we reconstitute our, our, our toxins. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you do get it, you can, um, give, get some eye drops that can kind of get you through it, so to speak. I've heard about those eye drops. Yeah. What are they called? Um, so they're eye drops that uh, stimulate the Mueller muscle of your eye. So it works on it. So the one of the eyelids. The P-silent ptosis. Ptosis. So the um, muscle that um, Botox is working on, it's not does not impact the Mueller muscle of okay. the eyelid. So you stimulate that. And with an, with an eye drop, and then um, it can kind of uh, ameliorate your temporary ptosis uh, until um, that wear, those effects wear off. But the good thing is, is that, you know, because usually that's more of like a dissipated dose of toxin, like I'm assuming people aren't injecting intentionally into your eyelid. That the duration of effect for that ptosis is usually shorter than the duration of effect you would have for the muscles that were intentionally
0: treated gotcha because it was a side yeah kind of yeah so sometimes i
1: feel like that can happen if you maybe if you're just putting too much volume like your the way the botox is constituted is to dilute so in order to get the the dose units you want in the location you're just putting too much volume so it kind of just spreads out okay so, um, now
0: is there one that spreads more than the other as far <laughs> as neurotexins go?
1: Yeah, I've, so I've never used, uh, the neuro botulinum toxin type B, the myoblock, but mm-hmm. supposedly it has a tendency to spread more than the, the other type A's. Um, I don't think that's, I don't know of anyone that uses that cosmetically. I think it has more, um,
0: like migraines and things like
1: that so maybe that would be a good if you were using it for hyperhidrosis or sweaty armpits like maybe myoblock okay. is better than botox I, I didn't never even really think about
0: this being used for sweaty armpits
1: oh yeah I've done that it's actually pretty good
0: interesting
1: yeah that's not our primary um treatment modality but um yeah it's super effective
0: so but... what is the most common thing when people come in that want treated the forehead
1: usually yeah it's so it's usually the lines the kind of the horizontal lines across the forehead or um the vertical lines between the, in
0: between, yeah between the eyebrows and then you were telling me about under the eyes oh yeah so i've done the crow's feet and i mm-hmm, really like that mm-hmm. but i didn't know you could do it right under the eyes i mean you can the thing with botox is that whereas
1: it may only have like certain fda indications you can certainly inject it into multiple multiple places off label. So I think the first indication for Botox was for the glabella, which is the space between the eyebrows. So Mm -hmm. treating treating those wrinkles. But yeah, the um, the companies aren't getting uh, indications for Oh, my pebbly mentalis, my chin area Mm -hmm. or my um my marionette depressor areas like mm-hmm. they're not going to get well they could but you know it costs money to get all those indications so they tend to kind of go for some big ones and then uh, get approval and then the the providers the practitioners they're the ones that are making those kind of off-label clinical decisions so
0: yes okay. the glabella
1: is the most common area um and the forehead for sure the crow's feet are very popular what i was what you were uh referring to was the Doing those little kind of lines underneath your eyes, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's just part of it's just another part of your uh, orbicularis oculi. So, the muscle that kind of circular muscle around your eye, you're just getting the, the little parts kind of underneath that lash line that create those little fine lines. You're just softening those, and you, and you have to be pretty, pretty micro dose there because it's right, it's a thin layer of skin. So, and it's a, a smaller thin needle. Well, I use a 32 gauge, so I use this really tiny needle. So, is that all a ac- ac-
0: acupuncture? acupuncture size i don't know what's that i've had people tell me acupuncture it's... size micro droplet oh. i've never used that um, i've had but acupuncture but i've never asked them what
1: gauge needle they use be maybe maybe um the
0: other so the other thing i was wondering is for under your eyes mm-hmm. how do i know if i'm a person coming in that i might need botox under my eyes or if i just need to get a blepharoplasty? <laughs> You know, yeah. So, um, because the the normal average person doesn't really know, they're just like, I think I look tired. No,
1: I think that's true, and I think um, a lot of people confuse the difference between Botox and fillers, which are Mm -hmm. which are very different. So, Botox, botulinum toxin, temporarily paralyzes the muscles um, that are you know in that area overactive. So you get wrinkles by having the skin overlying the muscle repetitively fold, and classically the the wrinkles will fold perpendicular to the orientation of the muscle fibers. So when you think about your the little kind of circular sphincteric muscles around the eye, those crow's feet are kind of radial. Well, you mm-hmm. know, they're perpendicular to that. The frontalis muscle, which goes from your eyebrows straight up towards your scalp, you get those horizontal lines across your forehead. So you are um, treating, you're, you're getting those muscles to be less mobile so that they stop reinforcing those same skin creases right so that's what botox does and and it's um it's reversible because that blockade at that neuromuscular junction will wear off fortunately or unfortunately depending on your viewpoint um but yeah certainly if you have things like excess skin if you have um skin bags under your eyes or like deep you know deep, furrows, deep depressions or yeah i mean with every with every decade we age we lose about six to seven cc's of facial fat volume so um yeah. i can't wait
0: to do the filler episode
1: <laughs> so yeah so botox yeah botox isn't going to help um re-volumize your face right. and it's not going to tighten your skin but it can do a really great job at smoothing out some of those wrinkles and creating some nice textural changes it makes you look more relaxed There's actually uh, my my old partner, so to speak, or the, the surgeon I shared office space with had this Indianapolis Star article that was talking about some of the biofeedback principles with regards to, you know, what you see in the mirror and how you feel about yourself. Meaning, you know, you know, when you look, you, you look sick and you look terrible and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, gosh, I right. really do look terrible. The converse is true as well. You, you get a new haircut or a new lip gloss or new outfit. And you're like, oh, man, I'm looking good. Right. So when you get your Botox and you look in the mirror and you look like you aren't so haggard, so tired. And you feel a better about yourself. You, you, it actually does improve your mood. So there's yeah. some, there are some studies that, that correlate Serotonin. those two. Yeah, the, the biofeedback of looking this, more relaxed. This
0: right here sells it. This I mean, right here it's, sells it. I yeah, mean, if depression I were, cure. I exactly. I would just tell my husband, like, look. I need it to I feel better. I need this. Too. It's I Botox mean, or Prozac, exactly.
1: honey. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. But, yeah, Who? I mean, it, it, it's, it's nice. self-care. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to look good exactly. and feel good. And those things are, um, they're intertwined. Absolutely. You can't, you can't
0: totally Absolutely. separate it's them. like working out. Yes. So um, I also really like, you know, you, you started seeing people get it in their jaw. Mm-hmm. I actually get that at my dentist.
1: You, oh, for, do you have some kind of have, temporal mandibular joint issue? I have, grind
0: my teeth when I sleep. Mm. And my dentist, I'm sorry if you're listening, but he, and he actually knows this. I tell him this to his face. He said that I needed a guard. Oh, yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to wear that. Uh-huh. So he said, okay, well, we can do Botox in your jaw. Okay. You know? So he's
1: doing it right here. Yes. Okay.
0: And. Um, like in your masseters. Yes. In my masseters on both yeah. sides. And okay. I have noticed a huge difference in mm-hmm. the morning i don't wake up feeling Clenching. like my teeth were clenched okay and that's you great. know yeah right so yeah, i'm some like people, I'm, I'm forever
1: some people that get that have really bulky masseter muscles where they have all that kind of volume by the the back kind of angle of their mandible right. um they'll get botox also for aesthetic reasons to kind of debulk that Just classically slim. that's yeah usually so it's was more, like bonus bonus. it's more face. of like a oh oh Female look like guys tend to like mm-hmm. that more kind of square, um, boxy jaw, but women exactly. don't like
0: it as much. So, so, sometimes we'll question do that though mm-hmm. so, if I'm getting Botox in my masseter, mm-hmm. but then I come in for filler mm-hmm. because obviously jawline filler is really mm-hmm. popular right now, mm-hmm. am I just Mm-hmm. You know, doing the same thing. Am I taking away one to put back with the other? I mean, obviously, I'm not grinding my teeth anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you're a, if, say, someone doesn't have that problem, they're getting Botox in their jaw, and then they're coming in for jaw filler. I mean, potentially, is that a moot point?
1: Well, well, no. I mean, like or but, every
0: case is different. Sure. Like if you are getting Botox
1: and you are making those masseter muscles. Um, Hypotrophic, meaning less full less prominent less bulky right but you liked that look yeah you can come back in and yeah well, i think this, the big thing become, now is becoming an
0: expensive regimen you have oh yeah but we're going to have a whole episode on budgeting too. oh gosh <laughs> but i mean i think the thing is too is mm-hmm. the jawline filler kind of where you if you start to get jowls mm-hmm. you know it kind of Help snatch the jawline. Yeah, the
1: so yeah, when you get jowls, I mean, certainly tightening is helpful, but I will use, and we're getting off topic because we're talking about filler, but I will use filler in front and kind of in that pre-jowl sulcus just in front of it and then behind it so that instead of having that little dip point, you've got the filler in front and the filler right. in the back so you have that more of a, a nice, smooth mandibular borderline. Yeah, it looks right. better.
0: So, yeah. So as it regards to Botox, you know, yeah, you kind both- of... It's, and it's probably a case-by-case basis it, but botox or any other neurotoxins. so as far as the face mm-hmm. where else are you doing it on the face mm-hmm. that maybe people aren't thinking of are you doing it in the laugh lines
1: could mm-hmm. it help in that area what do you mean laugh
0: lines like I'm you know the, the oh the nasolabial folds yes nasolabial <laughs> are you talking about uh, I'm, not I'm not so much do you do it there i'm, I'm just asking mm-hmm. are there other places
1: no, because so um, I almost need like an illustration here, but so like if you took like where your nasolabial folds are to a point, um, kind of like by your outer cheekbone, like those are some of the muscles that are pulling that up. So if if you par- if you paralyze those, you would really have like that like classic like paralyzed face. Like you wouldn't be able to like smile
0: or so maybe some people are getting that. I some celebrities. Do you think so? I think some I of your just faces do look, look like in, they move. That would be
1: insane. I, I mean, I've
0: never, I yeah. I mean, I'm
1: sure there's people who now, I mean I hit. that's not true. So I have done it for someone that had like a really asymmetric smile right. where like one side would really tailor elevate. Your face. Yeah. So one side would elevate, like one side of their lip would elevate a ton more than the other. Okay. And I did go in and just kind of just selectively treat the one side with some micro doses just to kind of improve symmetry. And it helps.
0: And that's see that's a good thing, I think, of where it wears off, where you can, you know, kind of dip your toe in the water and see, hey, mm-hmm. is this going to work for me? And then if it doesn't work, you can look at other aspects.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the great things about Botox. Like, you you know, the results are very consistent and reliable, and the the downsides are, are pretty, like, pretty minimal. minimal right the pros cons the risk benefit assessment for the treatment is is right. very favorable that's why it's so
0: popular okay one more place i just remembered that you do on the face uh-huh. flared nostrils oh yeah now i, do I can do this like i Let me see yours. i can scare my my brother my sister i mean i just feel like is they that really a, i mean sure if, <laughs> if that's like
1: a really something that bothers you <laughs>
0: well and, you and my husband yourself... my husband if i'm like mad at him and I'll like, be like, stop flaring your nostrils. Exactly. It'll be like, oh. uh, you know, quit. Doing if you it, want doing people
1: it. to know you're not mad and you're a classic nostril flare, I could definitely treat those for you. The other thing that I do, I do my little bunny lines here. Oh yes, yeah, the little, kind of the spot between like your yeah, you the don't medial have bunny corner. Wings, so it's hard for to... treatment. Exactly. The medial corner of your eye and kind of the nostril that little those little lines there. I do that. Um, some people, I was talking about that pebbly chin. If you get like those little. you know a little kind of dents on your chin with certain lip movements you can treat that if the corners of your mouth are going down um, now i
0: feel like a lot of people get that as they age yeah
1: they'll get this treated so the the depressor anguli oris muscle and you pull it up so yeah i mean if it because you'll have unopposed elevation meaning that depressor muscle has been rendered somewhat ineffective they'll lift so the corners of your mouth will mouth will lift okay um some people will also treat the platysma muscle yes. so that then kind of the thin superficial neck muscles that give you those horizontal bands i've also heard that
0: helps with you know under chin if if those are really tight and like pulling everything down mm-hmm. and i'm sure you know some people think they have that and they don't you would assess when you see them but you know is that something that would help kind of snatch your jawline a little bit more as well? it's all about the snatch so. you're like
1: um yeah if you have more fullness whether it's skin or how you whisper <laughs> i know like newsflash
0: katie um, well this is why you're a quadruple board certified plastic surgeon and i'm not yeah
1: i mean i just i don't i, I look i don't want to tell someone that they're going to get something they're not that will result in really unsatisfied patients customers etc so it's all about identifying you know in any problem right? It's like, what are the contributing parts? And then the more of those little problems, like when I do a facial analysis, um, you know, I kind of break down like, what are the pieces that make someone's face look more aged classically, or it could be like asymmetric or whatever. Right. And, you know, as you kind of identify those little components, um, the more of them that you can identify and have a plan to address, like the better your results will be. So if I'm saying, oh, well, we'll just do Botox to your neck, but we totally disregard the fact that you not only have loose skin but a big uh, pocket of excess fat in that submentum under the chin area yeah you're gonna be like huh it's not that good so right. yeah I, you really need to address all of those specific parts all the factors yeah so Botox but- wouldn't, wouldn't be like a slam dunk for the kind of the double chin look
0: now would you use Dysport Juvo ZMN on that, all those areas as well that we just talked about or is this Oh, sorry. When
1: I when I'm saying the word Botox again, like we were You're saying, talking like, about all the neurotoxins. Uh, yeah. Pretty See, much. in my mind,
0: Botox is, you know, Botox is the one, and everything else. is And Allergan is like,
1: not sponsoring us for this. They're say. not. No, yeah. but I'm
0: just a Botox fan. So, um, but they can if they'd like. Yeah, they can. You know, reach they can out to us. Sure. <laughs> right. right. Um. You know, and and also I have Ally points i think it's ally right ally i don't know they changed it from the brilliant distinctions or whatever so i don't i don't really know how you say it but it's not like
1: an ally like a someone that's on your side it's like
0: oh i thought that's what it was
1: oh you think so
0: (laughs) maybe i don't even know know. i mean it who knows they spell it they spell it strange but they're always running promos and uh so you know as a customer i'm like oh wow and I've i think $50 that's dollars in points
1: right and i think that's partly why um we uh, my office has so much botox is because people are like oh i have a you know yeah i've got this coupon for right. whatever discount for or they treatment. run a special yeah and then they're like they're like i if they get let's say if they I have this for it, but they want to use their coupon well they couldn't obviously they can't use it with their with this port so right. i get a lot of people just like specifically requesting it for that reason
0: now do the other neurotoxins have their own programs mm-hmm. okay they do. yeah so really you could sign up for all the programs you could yeah there should be a we should make an app that has all the programs on one app that would be good why isn't this made i, I don't know that's trademark by the way yeah <laughs> <take that. laughs> no it's a good idea so you know we've talked about the face we've talked about the neck is there any place else i guess obviously migraines people use botox for migraines or, or neurotoxin they do and um, my dentist was actually talking about that as well oh I do get you have migraines, migraines? In, in the spring i do it's allergy related but um i thought hey that's pretty amazing
1: yeah so um i have done a little bit of that that's certainly not really my practice i don't really see neurology patients so, um, but yeah, um, I tell patients like, oh, if you do have migraines and we're kind of in the general vicinity as far as um, where we're treating your wrinkles, that they can improve. Um, and I think that's true. And you might
0: as well try it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a relatively it's... cheap option and not feel pain. I mean, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, so the for, interestingly, and I, and I don't know why, but they both, um, this is back to Botox again, they make a Botox cosmetic and I think Botox therapeutic. Okay. And What's can, the difference with that? I think they're exactly the same, just like the label. Oh, okay. But if you get, you don't get points on your Botox therapeutic.
0: Oh, so you might as well go cosmetic all the way.
1: Well, I mean, if your insurance company's paying for oh, okay. it, then you're getting a, they're getting the therapeutic, but you're not getting points.
0: Gotcha. So I want the points on all the things. <laughs> okay, so obviously, um, you know, we talked about sweating. Oh, yeah. Where can I use it that I sweat? Where can do I you use sweat it Anywhere. I excess. mean, I sweat everywhere. But you probably could... I'm not a, a big you're... sweater, oh, but sure. in general, you know, and I so like it's how like... weather, but. Um... So
1: classically, it's the places that where people are, so you can use it, like, the most popular place would be in your axilla or armpits, right? Right. Um, I've I I mean, heard people putting it places? in their, like, palms. I mean, like, your okay. groin. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you could. What about sh- your feet? What about your, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of sweaty men that have, like, sweaty backs and things. Like, can you Botox their yeah. back?
1: The whole bag? I don't
0: know. How I'm sure that you could, but that's a lot of Botox. Well, I mean, what if someone just really has a problem and they're embarrassed? So they're. Well, there I are. I mean, how much Botox would that be? And um, how much is a unit?
1: So. Like, what it, is the varies, measurement
0: of a unit?
1: So, what does a unit mean?
0: Yes. Like, what measurement is that?
1: It's something about, like, how, something about, like, how to, like, a mouse unit, like, something about how you're killing a mouse i I gotta look this up katie but it's um, (laughs) i love to catch her off guard although she knows
0: practically everything yeah
1: these are so these are the they do the dosing it's i think they're like mouse units like how many units it takes to like render a mouse non-living Okay. Um, so how that translates to humans
0: i never knew that yeah, we um, all learned something today. Well, I don't think I, anyone knows I, that, and they probably don't want anyone to
1: know. I know. Well, but I, and I'm we not just really... lost our Allergan sponsorship. Oh, Jesus, damn it! They're <laughs> like the mouse units. Come on. Yes. Um, I'll I'll have to let me look it up. Um, one second, Katie. Okay, Katie. I didn't know you were going to call me out on the mouse units. So I had to look it up. <laughs> a mouse unit is the amount of toxin required to kill a twenty gram mouse in 15 minutes via an intraperitoneal so kind of into the abdomen injection I so was
0: gonna say i know what a perineal is
1: <laughs> not perineal intraperitoneal <laughs> okay well you, i mean
0: um, and if you don't know specific. what a perineal is you might want to google it
1: so the perineum is your pelvic floor that's a good reference to our to our, <laughs> to our last um to our last episode all about that on episode one but intraperitoneum is an intraabdominal space so So yeah, that's how they dose it. And with regards to you were asking me about, so I was wondering
0: how you can tell how many units you're injecting Uh because you're obviously using a syringe. Sure. Like, how do you translate mouse units to I don't know what is volume? Yeah. Well, yeah, the volume in a syringe.
1: Yeah, so it depends on how the how the botulinum toxin is reconstituted. So I can tell you how I do mine. Okay, so tell
0: me about. Because the layperson doesn't know that it's reconstituted. I guess I just thought like Botox comes, it comes, it, shows up in a Botox thing comes ready a, to go and in a just, powder. Boom.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a powder. Uh, does
0: everything come in a powder?
1: Uh, do all of the toxins? I believe so. Yes. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And what do you dilute it with?
1: It's like basically saline. Buy? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're not using like distilled water.
1: And yeah, it's not like tap water out of the sink. Thank Yeah. God. It's injectable saline and
0: what is the reconstitution rate is it different
1: well yeah i mean there's not like a set rate you don't have to do it the same so people do it different i know um so um i buy most of mine like okay again this is botox and 100 unit vials and i usually mix um two ml's of saline in the 100 unit vial so that means i have five units per 0.1 ml so I use like a 1 ml syringe um, and it has, you know, 10 of those little 0.1 marks. So I know that every um, 0.1 is 5 mls. Okay. I'm sorry, 5 units. Excuse me.
0: 5 units. So if somebody says, I or you have on their chart, she typically gets 40 units. Yeah. Do you just mix up 40 units or are you? You have to
1: reconstitute the entire vial.
0: Okay. No matter what. Yes. And then what happens to the rest? well you, you save it if you don't yeah so at least in, at
1: least in indiana it can be a multi-dose vial. I, I think that maybe other places you have to use the whole vial yeah so you it's all i mean it's about sterile aseptic technique so you right. you mix the vial you pull something out um once you've used that needle on someone you would never use that on that vial Absolutely. again never
0: you get a new needle
1: you get a new needle right right so um yeah you can use the vial on more than mm. one person but yeah, I mean, we're we're fortunate that I, we have a very b- busy practice and a lot of mm-hmm. um, botulinum toxin patients. So we go through the vials pretty quickly. It's not an issue of like, oh, look at this vial. It's been sitting here forever. Like, <laughs> like, oh, mix another one, mix another one, mix another one. Right,
0: you're doing bot- Botox all day long. Yeah. So I think one of the other things that a lot of people say that have never had Botox is they're like, oh, my God, it's botulism. I'm putting botulism into my face. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I think botulism, I think dead people. Obviously, I'm over it because I'm getting tons of Botox. But Mm -hmm. what about that person who has no idea about, you know, the difference between, you know, botulism and Botox Mm -hmm. and botulism, you know, used in a mortuary?
1: Sure. So, I mean, just like we talked about mouse units, right? There's a there's a dose that would kill a 20 gram mouse, and then there's a dose <laughs> that would kill a full grown human. So, yes, we're definitely not going to be using Wait, those I kinds thought, of doses. I thought
0: they use botulism on. Isn't the human already dead? They're using it. Isn't it used to, like, in a um, well, funeral it, home setting? Huh? Botulism. Yes, or is that what happens to the dead person?
1: They become. They get rigor mortis. they become rigid
0: i don't know what what is what is the definition of botulism i guess
1: um well so there's clostridium botulinum right so that's a gram positive bacteria and it makes this toxin which was first discovered like in the 1800s from um, people that were Undercooking sausages, I guess. And so these people would get really, really sick. And I don't know, perhaps some of them even succumb to it um, from uh, botulism. Okay. So, you know, so right. for example, if you, so in using the Botox in microdoses to, let's say, facial muscles that you want to paralyze, that's cool. Using insanely high doses to paralyze things like, I don't know, your diaphragm,
0: not cool exactly yeah okay so obviously you know there, you're not going to be getting any, in anyone enough that you know they're going to have that reaction anyways so anyone who has that concern they don't even need to worry yeah that's about not it a, a, it's, it's that's not, not a even thing. close it's not a thing and it's never happened that you're aware of
1: i mean i i think you know so people also use botulinum toxins for things like muscle spasticity um and they can get into some pretty high doses and so if you're doing that let's say someone has like cerebral palsy and you're injecting and then again this is not something i do so i, right. I please ignore if i'm, I'm wrong but um, i think you can get into pretty high doses and so if it's a really small person i, I suspect that. that's something that you have to think about dosing just like everything there's right. toxic there, weight there's and... toxic levels for anything um and so you, you just have to as a provider that's performing it you just have to be cognizant of that
0: absolutely and so you know one of the other things that um i guess where else can i use Where else can you do it yeah where else can i use all these other things so
1: we've already covered your groin and your armpits and your sweaty
0: feet (laughs) and (laughs) hands i mean do you do people come in and you you give it to them in their groin
1: I, that's not something that I've had people ask me for, but now that I've like mentioned it as a possibility, thank you, Katie. i uh, will probably get people calling me up, like, "Yeah, I got a sweaty crotch, please.
0: Uh, could you do it?" But, yeah, I, we could do okay, that. Okay, would you? Would you possibly though? Par- yeah, you, paralyze your dental <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I got the yeah. So cord. like, let's not. Like, I would not inject the penis or the clitoris with Botox.
0: I mean you're also um,
1: but, very like, intelligent but you're just, not gonna do that anyway. Yeah, but we're just gonna Someone inject, out there might try that. I hope. I, I doubt it. I mean I think you're just injecting the sweaty kind of apocrine mm-hmm. gland containing skin around it, right? Yeah. Right? I mean like wherever uh, the glands are. <laughs> <laughs> like that sweaty skin next to your crotch. Just like, <laughs> the sweaty okay. crotch skin. You are probably
0: inject that. <laughs> I was just thinking of those shorts. <laughs> the last episode the itchy sweaty shorts yeah. with the electrodes right
1: yeah i mean you know it's a am sure there's someone somewhere that likes that and, and you know one thing i haven't had people ask for it, and i and i have to wonder um like you know how like like
0: erect nipples
1: like i, I feel okay. like it would treat that too you know would guys it? don't
0: like it when their nipples are like erect is this i mean is this can we get someone out there that wants to try this
1: I'm sure someone wants in, in to, but area. I feel like that would definitely work. I mean, I like would if like you're to tired of like your like nipples like cutting through your shirt, you could definitely treat it with Botox. That's one thing that I have not really. Okay, between that and the sweaty crotch, anyone that
0: is like, I really want non-erect nipples. I mean, I mean, isn't that?
1: But I think like guys don't like it. Are... You know those um athletic okay. shirts. Right, okay, like but that's the the dry fit. Yeah, that doesn't look like I don't want to see their like nipples cutting through their dry no, fit I shirt. don't want to see. Then that. I think maybe so. They maybe could this could be
0: something for a man.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I th- I think that's more of a guy thing. Right. I mean, I don't think
0: women or really whoever,
1: whatever, whatever. And most women non-binary have a broad... preference. I don't know. <laughs> I, it doesn't doesn't matter me. me.
0: Whatever your thing is, you know, whatever. If you don't want non nipples. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like man or woman <laughs> no, or in between. Care. Um, not that there's something specifically in between, but. Whatever you identify yourself as, as, I think if you want non-erect nipples, like that could be an option. I
0: think this should be something that you try. You could. I just don't know if I want to be like the, the. I just technique. don't know if I want to be like
1: the the erect nipple treatment facility. You'd be traveling
0: around teaching the erect nipple technique. No. Are there any like cutting edge Botox, you know, treatments that aren't out yet, that you're hearing about, hmm. that the, the, the you know that the public is really not cutting aware edge of treatments
1: um no i mean i think i or mean not honestly, any of the that's, other brands
0: well i think that's kind of the beauty of
1: the the botox the botulinum toxin treatment is that it's been around for a fair amount of time and the results are very consistent and they're reliable and the the risk profile is very low so you usually get what you think you're gonna get and i think that's the appeal right um right. Our, i was saying earlier there's some new botulinum toxins supposedly coming out that maybe lasts longer and maybe has lower risk of um developing antibodies i mean i think the risk of developing antibodies in the first place is actually very very low and classically it's attributed to the like we were talking about earlier the patients that are getting like very high doses for things like spastic muscles that's more of the group that you're worried about developing antibodies classically um i don't i don't really i haven't really seen any of my practice i'm sure there may be some i'm sure there are people out there that have it from cosmetic treatments but i think that's quite rare but um yeah i don't i don't know um yeah, i don't know if this new one's coming out but i i like the sound of something lasting longer i mean who doesn't want uh longer treatment effect? especially
0: if you've tried it before and you know what you know what you like mm-hmm if you could try something that would last longer mm-hmm. i definitely think that that would be something that i'd be interested in. sure and then the other thing is you know obviously having an experience injector that you know that you get what you want
1: and that's you know what's interesting is that i have patients coming to me and they'll be like i don't want to have botox because i'll have to get it again i don't get that i know
0: i mean so you, like i have so to so maintain this is, it this might be what my friend was worried about with addiction yeah that i mean you're addicted to looking good i mean right
1: i mean i i get that it wears off but i it's the same thing i tell patients I'm like well you brush your teeth two or three times a day you right. like shower i'm assuming regularly everything wears off deodorant wears off. Yeah. <laughs> put it back on like <laughs> there are certain things that require maintenance and right. this is you know you hopefully clean you have the dentist clean your teeth you do like oil changes you do all these things right this is just one of those things like if you want to have a smooth face with reduced wrinkles like yeah it requires some maintenance to it i
0: definitely think that if you're not getting it you know and you're You're a loser no 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 (laughs) if you're 35 Mm -hmm. and you're asking other people hey what are you doing to your skin sure i mean botox number one on the list i mean number two you know get yourself a good skincare regimen yeah and you know then we can go into other things micro needling and all the other stuff but fillers whatnot but botox i think would be number one
1: i it's up there because it's you you know it's all about the things that age you that make you look older and aged and tired and and haggard and i think having all those wrinkles across your forehead or in between your um, brows those are those are big contributors to that aged, tired. So
0: if I am, if I continue to keep paralyzing, you know, the muscles <laughs> on my face, uh-huh. am I gonna look? I mean, obviously, we all know JLo is not using olive oil just on her face. Sure. Am I gonna look like J Lo when I'm fifty-one years old? She looks amazing. I think she looks good, right? I mean, but what I'm saying is, she looks uh-huh. like she's literally frozen in time. Oh. So am I gonna look like her? You know maybe i'm not gonna look at her but <laughs> i got a lot of other things yeah, she looks pretty good she looks um, pretty amazing so i would
1: say there's definitely something to be said for maintenance of beauty as opposed to waiting until things are looking bad and then trying to just kind of do a massive catch-up
0: well then you've got an overhaul
1: yeah a major and overhaul. then you're talking
0: about facelifts and other things which yeah. by the way do you do facelifts
1: sure
0: i want on monday i love it
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I, I do it all i I do want to talk more about the lip flip. Yeah. So, I you know, I meant to bring this up about the lip flip. I see people and I am like you need and you know, maybe it's because I look at aesthetic stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But I see people and I'm like you either need a lip flip or you need lip filler, mm-hmm. and I don't think people know the difference mm-hmm. of what they might need.
1: Sure. You I know? mean, I think they're both trying to achieve a similar goal, right? So they're um the lip flip is not adding volume, but it's getting the upper lip to show more of that kind of red vermilion, the, the right. pink part of your lip.
0: Well, and also if someone has a really gummy smile. Mm. Oh, the Botox is good for that. The yeah, Botox is sure. really good to pull the lip down. Like, yeah, so much of their seeing, upper gums. Yeah, if you're smiling and you're seeing up into your upper gums, yeah, it's too much. a lip flip would be a great thing. Mm-hmm. And it pulls that down. And then it does kind of flip out the lip mm-hmm. a little bit so you get a little bit more of that surface King area. Height. Do you mm-hmm. have a lip flip? Mm-mm. Your lips are great.
1: I don't, thanks, yeah. I just, that's one good thing I have. Um, you can't do it if you're like a professional oboe player or anything. Though. What is that. Oh, wind you instruments.
0: you would be able to yeah. correctly hold the oboe? Or any kind of like wind <laughs> instrument. Would it affect kissing? <laughs> or any other mouth things? Um, like maybe a straw? Sucking out of a straw? <laughs> Eating out of maybe a straw usage. Spin.
1: with regards to like you know there's there's several botulinum toxins out there which one should you use um I think they all work for sure I mean if they didn't work they wouldn't be approved um they all have their little claims like oh, longer duration shorter um, time to onset etc um Gwyneth Paltrow, I guess, likes the zmm because of it. it doesn't have those um, accessory proteins. Yeah, but she's doesn't worried.
0: she sponsor zmm?
1: Oh, maybe she does. I think. Oh, she's she like a. I think
0: she's like a spokesperson. Yeah, but she also so puts I
1: mean, like she puts that like jade jade egg up her vagina too. So I mean, she also has. She has some interesting some ideas, weird but stuff she. I think thing. she. I think this maybe. There is probably that appeal to zmm if you're someone that would have otherwise formed antibodies that I think perhaps less likely with zmm but like i said i we use so much botox and i just can't think of anyone that actually has that in my practice so i think it's just so
0: rare is botox always the most expensive per unit um, not because necessarily it seems like it it seems not like it's always between 10 and 12 yeah i would say is
1: that about where you're at and i've heard people tell me that they get charged $20 a unit
0: I mean, where I don't know. I, I know different places around the country, you know, sure. might be more expensive. That's yeah, but I think, I think we're like eleven. Right that's now. pretty standard. Eleven. I mean, I yeah. think eleven's pretty standard. Okay. And then you might have like a, a special, you mm. know, that you see that's like nine fifty a unit or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty good deal. And I'm always down for special nine fifty a unit. Yeah. Or what I really like is when people offer a syringe a filler, and then they <laughs> give you X amount of Botox yeah because you're no gonna you know you're gonna get it anyways yeah that's good so it's like why not just go in and get the whole shebang makes sense yeah i might as well you know you already know your cadence
1: yeah i mean if you're already gonna get filler you might as well do your botox then too the other the converse is not necessarily true like if you're getting botox like i'm not saying definitely just do filler because i no. feel like it's um Botox. Don't be is be overfilled well botox is definitely like just like i feel like a pretty easy in and out And fillers, like sometimes you have to have like some topical
0: numbing. And you also need to assess and maybe like psychologically make sure this person is good. Um, I feel like there's a lot of body dysmorphia going around, but body face, all the things. hmm. But I feel like Botox is pretty safe in that regard because it's like, okay, you know, again, it's going to wear off. Uh You're not going to, you can't really overdo it with a really good provider. I mean, they're going to tell you no. Overdo Botox? Gonna, yeah, they're not going to let you overdo it. I, I, I don't I mean, think you're so. You're not going to. Yeah. I think,
1: yeah. And I don't so,
0: think so, as far as the caregivers go in your facility, what, like, nurses? What, and yeah, nurse what, what, nurse what do nurses, they need to be to, to do Botox at your So, it's, place? It,
1: you know, it's, uh, with regards to like, who is a qualifying provider, it, it's different in different states, but at my office, uh my esthetician and my uh, nurse and my nurse practitioner all do
0: um i, didn't know, I didn't know estheticians could do it that's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. interesting yeah by the way if you want to know ashley's prices go on her website <laughs> and click on non-surgical yeah. drop down box and you can see and is it, it on there I'm right. sure it is. Okay. Right? Well, I think it's like we a, can make a consult. I think it's eleven
1: dollars a unit. I think I might charge. But, I think it, if I, if you want me to do it, I charge more.
0: Well, of course. I mean, you're the quadruple board certified <laughs> plastic surgeon, because so that's. Well, who. I mean, if
1: I spent all my day just doing Botox, I wouldn't I be mean, like, how, how would that. I see my surgery patients? You're how in how surgery. I, yeah.
0: So, have you ever had somebody in surgery that's like, hey, while I'm in here, yeah, do my Botox. Yeah. But for what sure. if they can't smile? or are in anesthesia. Well, I've already assessed their face. Okay, so you already know where to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I'm not, like, going in blind. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't really think about, like, hey, before. Yeah, we no, it? we'll already
1: have a plan. And, and, and and like, I see them again, obviously, preoperatively, and I kind of mark the spots that we want to treat.
0: Okay.
1: so that's not very common.
0: Yeah, but you're just, like, while well, I'm here. Yeah. If you're already there, why not just get sure. all the
1: things? Well, I mean, it's like you're, um, you know, if you're doing it every three or four months, like, okay, one time you're asleep, sure.
0: Right, I'm already here.
1: But, yeah, that's not a, like that's not a common thing, but I, yeah, I have done it. I don't, I don't mind. It's easy.
0: I mean, you already know what you're doing.
1: So Katie, you were talking earlier about oh my gosh. you get Botox, but then you're like my injector. And I'm like, oh who, Katie, She's
0: gonna...
1: you're not even coming to my office. I knew this would that's... come up insane if i needed any kind of facial tattoo do you know where i would be i would be at your place of course and you aren't even having you know us to your Botox? and I,
0: I want to apologize because it's because i've been lazy because <laughs> you are a little bit farther away from me and i'm always in a hurry and so i, I thought I, your office is in Carmel. it is and the person that i go to is literally one minute away and so I've been lazy. Not that I don't trust you, because if there's anyone that is more than capable, you know, I, I would go to you because and I actually tell people I'm like, number one, if you have never had Botox, I'm like, you need to go to a plastic surgeon. Do not just go to your dentist. Well, my dentist is a different thing. That's a jaw thing. And, you know, I know my muscles. dentist and like cosmetic. Yeah, my but husband doesn't too. really care if I write that check to the dentist. He thinks it's for the dentist. So. Yeah, okay. I see, <laughs> That's I see. also I see. a different thing. And he's well, like, listening Well, like this.
1: primary care doctors do it too.
0: I don't, I don't want them to do it. I feel like my dentist has studied all the things in the face. And obviously you have as well. But then it's
1: hard to be like, I don't think a primary care doctor should do it, but my esthetician is doing it. So I feel like I'm not saying I would that. Not,
0: I personally yeah. would not go to an esthetician. I am too neurotic. Uh-huh. I would go to a plastic surgeon or an MP. Oh, because would? i'm too crazy which is some of those right said, now i'm some going to really good, I'm gonna have to go to you next time because i'm going to hear this for the rest of my life but <laughs> but and i've known ashley for a really long time so i'm like yeah this like is, i know 19, maybe like 99. 1999 so now i'm like super embarrassed that i didn't have Ashley do it um but what i was going to say or i'm sorry i cut you off but when someone has never had it mm-hmm. i'm like do not go to sue bob's botox party where yeah. she's got some random person coming to get botox and, who who? and you don't know i did do
1: one of those it was actually for like jill and i Cali. think i was uh, there were you it's kind of annoying
0: well it's it's hard because this wasn't my jam. there's other things going on and you obviously i really like it have i'm I like, doing this again well you 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 can go do surgery and make like a bajillion dollars in a surgery so it's like well, I mean, it's of, not about that. I just felt like I mean, you that know, was people like a are there thing to, like, for come in
1: and, yeah, like, come in there and, like, hang out. And then I felt uncomfortable because I'm like, okay, like, are, did you drink wine? Like, I can't get, consent you. Did you have a drink oh, of wine? And then, like, I'm, like, in someone's bedroom. See, I just people don't, don't
0: know that. I just like, I don't
1: like that. Like, that's not right. – that, com- that doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't right. feel clinical. So I just – Yeah, there was, there was nothing I, I liked about it. I love a sterile
0: environment when I'm getting any of these things. Yeah, right.
1: so – um, my one and only Botox party.
0: Nah. Well, I Pass. didn't know that. That's great. Um, it's like you can't have a microblading party. I see people going doing microblading in people's houses, and I'm like, no, know. That yeah. is, like, not allowed. Like, yeah. that's against the Board of Health. Like, you can't do that. Well, you know there
1: were, like, these two nurse practitioners in, in like, Castleton or something doing liposuction, like, in a no. clinic non sterily No. That's this is a crazy
0: world. I you know? mean, they probably don't even have But insurance. they were... Like they can't do that sued. kind of thing and then no. they were like so proud of their skills that they were putting
1: stuff on social media like look at us we're no, the bosses that's not hey, dude, what are you doing yeah this and is by like... the way these
0: people do not work for dr dr ashley Rubin. no oh my gosh never yes that is insane I can't yeah. even do that it's so a did world. they get like arrested or what happened <laughs> <laughs> what happens when someone does something like that
1: um I think that they're, you know, whoever is su- reported, I think the, there was like a pathologist that was supervising them from like across the city or something.
0: How but is a pathologist supervising allowed to supervise liposuction?
1: Well, the thing is, and you know, you don't have to be a plastic surgeon to do plastic surgery. Now, right?
0: actually, this is another one of my pet peeves. People, mm-hmm. I don't, they, people don't realize that people don't realize people don't the difference between a plastic surgeon mm-hmm. And a cosmetic surgeon. Yeah, it's pretty different. And it is not the same. Yeah, it's not. So tell me to be a plastic surgeon, mm-hmm. obviously, you mm-hmm. have to become a doctor. Well, sure. And then you go do training to become a plastic surgeon. Right. Like you you do a fellowship.
1: So after high school, between medical school and residencies, fellowships, kind of those kinds of things, um, I did seven, well, you mean okay, after an undergrad. College? Yeah. So after, you high, said school, after high
0: school okay
1: so college Uh, yeah med school residency fellowship um 17 years
0: 17 years of becoming a doctor
1: 17 years after high
0: school after high school
1: so or you know my gosh a lot of extra
0: years i mean 12 plus 17. I mean that's an insane amount of. When I went
1: to preschool too, Katie. So <laughs> you're kind of missing some of those years. <laughs> this
0: new math. Yeah. yeah. Have, you had, have you had to do new math with your it's kids? An, it sucks. Yeah, that's fine. But um. Anyways, so obviously you are a plastic surgeon. You're quadruple board certified. Like what, okay, so yeah. What does difference... that even mean as far as a cosmetic surgeon versus a?
1: Oh sure. So yeah. a plastic surgeon really is a. I mean. A board certified, so people should look for a board certified plastic surgeon.
0: What's the difference between that and a cosmetic surgeon?
1: Oh, well, a lot. I think experience and training.
0: So, you know, this is one of my pet peeves. Don't go to the Dominican
1: Republic to save some money and have someone cut you open and then you don't make it home. I mean, I wouldn't even want to do that. Don't go to some, you know, you don't, you don't chance on your surgeon your surgeon i I i'm not i'm not not saying that because i'm like the most expensive person out there but like i feel like you find someone that you feel like you can relate to that they understand your concerns they presented you with a plan that makes sense they've considered all your health concerns and um that they have before yeah before and afters that you like
0: but you also don't know if someone is lying you don't know if their befores and afters are real. I know what? yours are because I oh. know you and you're. An that would be person. insane,
1: right?
0: Yeah, but people do that. They I mean, I, I can tell
1: you there's I would never.
0: I know you would never. Yeah. But there are people out there that would do that. But one of my pet peeves is that people don't know the difference between a cosmetic surgeon and a and a plastic surgeon. I think it's funny
1: that's one of your pet peeves. It really is
0: because. <laughs> Okay. So again, when I'm doing a procedure, I'm talking to someone for like mm-hmm. three hours and we start oh, talking sure. about all the, Oh yeah. Things, I mean, I know what you're saying. And we start talking about plastic surgery. It actually comes up a lot. Yeah. Which I really, uh, I find, fun. I find fascinating and fun to talk about. So I talk with my clients about it and you know, there are people who will say, Oh, I really like this doctor. And I'm like, well, do you do know that that person is not a board certified plastic surgeon? And for me, i am really particular i want to make sure someone's got all their decks in a row and that Mm -hmm. they are board certified Mm -hmm. i mean obviously the fact that you have got four board certifications is like well i think you know makes me feel even more comfortable
1: people are really trusting i think perhaps people rely on i think people assume that well they have a license so that whatever they're doing they should know how to do it And, and that's not necessarily true
0: Obviously, board certifications are a good way of that's helpful. Yes, and you can actually go on the website.
1: You, yes, you can check on the various boards and you can verify. You can be good verify. I have actually actually done this with with each
0: doctor I have ever seen. I have gone and I had made sure I know, but everyone should do this.
1: I think that's not unreasonable.
0: I mean, if you're going to go and pay a bunch of money for surgery, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you need to know if someone is who they are. Plus, I think that's I'm, true. I'm just also a really good Googler.
1: Yeah. Well, that is a helpful skill set. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, but I think it's true. There, are, There are definitely people that put themselves out to be something more than they are. And when you are going to be the patient in kind of a vulnerable position, right? You're trusting this person with your life, your results, and all kinds of things. Um, it's definitely important for you to do the due diligence to make sure that what you think you're getting in a surgeon is what you're is getting.. You're actually gonna get. And I um, I for me, I actually have a lot of my patients are referrals from um, other patients. Like right. I would say about thirty to forty percent, like very high. And I remember one of the surgeons that I was working with earlier in my career was saying, "Oh, well, I get, you know, 95% of my um, patients from from Google." And I was like, "Well, what about referrals?" It's like, "Well, that's not that big of a deal." And I'm oh, like, my oh, referrals okay. are huge. No, I mean, and that, I, I feel like that, that's that's well. I feel like that's actually good, it's right? It's a better compliment me yeah for sure because it's, a it's someone who's, who's like some, be, because people are much more likely to trust someone they know right, right? Um, and they can see and they can see yeah they can results. actually see they probably knew what they look like before and they know what they look like now right. and so um that's a really good resource for any prospective patient or client so having having someone that has been a patient of that person is very helpful And so i i do feel fortunate that i do have a lot of those kinds of um referrals but yeah that's um that is nice but not everyone i'm not and i'm not saying just because you don't have um that insight or knowledge of a of a friend or an acquaintance who has been a patient of someone else that means that that person's bad i mean i'm not saying that at all um but
0: that's where all these other things come in like you can check to make sure someone is board certified sure You know you can i really am a big believer on befores and afters Mm -hmm. i love seeing healed results Mm -hmm. because that really tells you what someone can do healed results are the you know they're the tell.
1: befores and afters are helpful i mean when people say a picture is worth a thousand words i think there is something certainly true in that with regards to uh, aesthetics right for sure you want to see that um right like this person did this and this is what they look like before and this is what they looked like after and i'll say you know especially with things like tummy tucks or mastopaxes where we're adding you know some incisions onto patients and they're always questioning like is it worth it should i do this and i and i say to them like well have you had a chance to look at my website and look at some of the before and after photos and i say that to them that you know if you look at all those photos and you're like oh this looks good I'm like well then you know I think you'd be a great patient but if you look at all my photos and you're like well that I don't like any of these I'm like well then I I don't think that we're a good fit because if you don't think that those results are going to be acceptable then that those are the kinds of results that I get right I I mean I I I, want to be honest with patients and I want them to I want us all to be on the same page with with regards to what can and cannot be achieved with plastic surgery and
0: sometimes people have unrealistic results or unrealistic expectations, expectations not sure, results. sure but i think this is where the referrals come in as you have people who are seeing real results and they say wow you look amazing mm-hmm. i'm gonna go see ashley roby you know i have the same thing you know happening for me so i'm like okay well that is a huge compliment so I think, you know, that's where you get really great referrals is, you know, friends No, are I feel like those are, you know, you're those are some of the, those are some of the
1: best patients because they do have that um, inside experience into what, it, what they could expect. And I think um, they're on board with what um, can and can be done. Do so you that's have helpful. a
0: referral program if someone, if someone refers?
1: Yeah, actually we do. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah. What is
1: it? I don't know. I'd love to go um, on your website. I know. I feel like I don't even think too. that that is on there, but I want to say that we do, so that you can, um so that you can accrue. I'm sure like, this is on Ashley's
0: website too. <laughs> it's probably
1: Well, that is my <laughs> website, but I I don't know that all the referral program stuff is well, that, that you can uh, you can get. It,
0: i know well i so just people can now hey incentivize to people to
1: refer people i think, right. I think you get a points and it's like points are worth like treatments and right. services and that kind of thing
0: and by the way if you feel like you have something you want <laughs> us to talk about our website you know will be up soon and you can, you can go they can tell you us. on
1: instagram you already and put that up
0: we are on instagram at Nipped and talks and so you can send us a message Please cover say, this topic. I would really like like that actually. Someone I would, would really like to say, know
1: more about your um sweaty crotch treatments,
0: please. <laughs> Which um, I know, what are I know my you're options? gonna have a gentleman come in like next week, <laughs> yeah, and be like, I need to know what that sweaty crotch and how much that's gonna cost, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the full back bar-
1: but oh, I mean, doctor. hey, that's cool. I don't care. I'm not here to judge anyone. Absolutely I'm not. just here to.
0: But what I'm saying is they didn't, they didn't even know that existed. <laughs> I think I said that one time.
1: Help me, help in you. Chapter?
0: Do you remember that? But anyways,
1: um, like I didn't really go to chapter. She's <laughs> talking about the kai Omega. We and... were
0: both in the same sorority. I was the Kate, Did you? Okay, first of all, Katie, um, I feel like I went uh, to like
1: two chapters. Were they on Mondays? I, I,
0: mean, I, think, I think I like so. almost never went. I've, I've mm. slept
1: you were the then. president oh good for
0: I you was. Oh, God, never, no even one... remember well i left before then oh, i'm older than you but yeah that but only like two years i think i was the president when you were a senior actually no the truth comes out never Yes. no you would have been
1: a sophomore you wouldn't be the president as a sophomore You crazy no i was the president but,
0: as yeah
1: that's possible and i would have been in med school okay well then i'm like what then else we're, then we're then we're good yeah <laughs>
0: okay well thank you for joining us on episode two of nipped and toxed and episode three will be coming out it? soon i don't know maybe we should do fillers
1: fillers i feel like i
0: mean i feel like it's a natural progression
1: <sighs> i don't know i think we Botox. need to go to something like straight surgical though maybe liposuction
0: liposuction would be good i, I mean there's like so many things is. we can talk about with i mean like
1: the list of topics it's endless. It really is. Yeah.
0: Which is why, actually, if you have something, like I said, go on our Instagram, Nipton in Box, <laughs> and send us a message. Because I just think it's interesting what other people say, too. I know I've sent you a million things. You have sent me? Yes. I texted you a million topics. You don't remember. you did? now? <laughs> All right. I'll All look right. It. Well, everyone, I'll check my text. All right. Everyone. See next episode. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs>